Welcome to Highway Diary. I'm your host, Eric Hollerbach. This is episode three, four, nine. Returning guest, Ben Fulford, the former Asia Pacific Bureau Chief. He speaks nine and a half languages. Who's counting? How, how are you doing, Ben Fulford? Good. Um, so before we start, I want to start with this because I found this clip. I thought it was fascinating. Um, and I want to share my screen with you like this. This is something I found that uh, Mr. Terrence McKenna said long ago, I thought it was fascinating. But now technology throws a curve. And the curve is that we live so long that we figure out what a scam this is. We figure out that what you're supposed to work for isn't worth having. We figure out that our politicians are buffoons. We figure out that professional scientists are reputation-building, grab-tailing weasels. We discover that all organizations are corrupted by ambition. Um, you know, you get the picture. We figure it out. Well, then, as intellectuals, and anybody who figures it out is an intellectual, believe me, because they're slinging the programming to push you the other way. So, uh, so then intellectuals, defined as people who figure it out, uh, discover that you are alienated. That's what figuring it out means. It means you understand that the BMW, the Harvard degree, that's whatever it is, that this is all baloney and manipulated and hyped and that mostly you have a bunch of clueless people who are figuring out which fork they should use. Uh, but this position is presented as alienation and therefore somehow tinged with the potential for pathology. So you're, you start to get mental illness if you figure it out and the world has gone nuts. Well, I would have to say it's more the Western world at this point. Uh, we have suffered from a parasitical infection by a Satan-worshipping cult that took over the uh, central banks and the control of money. And remember, these people aren't Jewish, okay? They worship Satan, and I'm going to make that very clear. Uh, but what happened is that they took over all the science magazines and started suppressing scientific information. They took over all the, you know, it, it's... It's the end game of corruption. The systems collapse and people are realizing it. And it is really, we're, we're like the Soviet Union just before it collapsed. Everybody was coming to a realization that the system doesn't work and it has to be totally revamped. Even people like Jeffrey Sachs are now suddenly waking up and realizing this is not what, you know, is supposed to be happening. So it is. It is a systems failure, and and it's the collapse of a, a regime that we're going through. But I it's all like, in the West. I feel as though we were primed for this in the West. Uh, we were all given Monopoly, which is like even propaganda is in the household. You know, I played Monopoly with my whole family, and at a certain point, the woman who birthed me from her canal, I was like, "Look, I'm going to need your park place. I'm going to need look. It's just business, Ma. I'm going to need to liquidate your assets at this point." And Real estate is really deciding who lives inside and who's homeless. I mean, real estate is life or death in the real world. So they pro program you with this ruthless nature of this game. 
But the problem with the oligarchy is, you know, they're wondering what's their lobster fork, what's their salad fork, as Terrence McKenna was saying, they're driving their BMWs. They, they don't like really doing the work anymore. Even my dad, when he worked on Wall Street before 9-11, when they almost killed him, was talking about these AI robots that were trading. And you brought up something that was very interesting, this whole Aladdin software. And I have that uh, clip here. So this is a clip of what what is the Aladdin software? And uh, if I can get this going, they have a stock trading real estate robot. There is a robot that controls more wealth than any country on earth. A robot so powerful that in the last 10 years, it has quietly traded the biggest company in the world. This is the story of a robot called Aladdin. It's Wall Street's best kept secret and it's gobbling up every asset class across every industry. Aladdin now controls $21 trillion of our global economy. To put that in perspective, that's more than the $20 trillion GDP of the US or the $15 trillion GDP of the entire European Union. So $21 trillion with the, the little number machine because the oligarchy was too la lazy to fill out paperwork. Well, that, you know, the financial system has kind of disassociated itself from reality. But what is going to save us is that there is this thing out there known as reality. No matter how hard you try to avoid it, eventually it finds a way of catching up with you. So people who live in physical homes, who drive physical cars, companies that make physical products and put them in physical boats, these people are waking up to the fact that the financial industry has become a giant uh, criminal uh, parasitical entity that needs to be brought back to earth. In other words, it needs to be, the financial system needs to be once again, uh, tightly connected to the real world. And that means removing these, you know, trillion dollar per second supercomputer trading things that, that don't actually do anything useful uh, except make money for uh, a few, you know, actual trillionaires. And there are trillionaires out there. Let's uh, play a little game. Who's alive and who's dead? Um, is Dick Cheney still alive, Ben, you think? I was told he died last June of natural causes. Uh, and I, I believe that to be true because I was Apparently, I was in touch with him for many years. I got a weekly email from someone who called himself Eddie, and then the email stopped, and I made inquiries, and I was told, in fact, this Eddie was uh, Dick Cheney, and he died of natural causes in June last year. Uh, what about Julian Assange? Julian Assange, um, again, you know, uh, was it Pamela Anderson visited him and gave him a poisoned lunch? And then before that, he people could see him every day at the balcony of the Ecuadorian embassy. Then he disappeared. Then there was some kind of, you know, mysterious move to bring him to a, a jail. But then when he was supposed to be brought for trial, I actually had someone go to the courthouse um, and there was no Assange. So Assange is gone too, for sure. Uh, it's just a psyops now. What about Mr. Robert David Steele? Because Juan Osevin says he's dead. And Juan Osevin is not a real name of a person. That's just 107. Uh, okay. I, I was told that he'd been put into a Florida hospital and put on a ventilator. And uh, I, you know, my last email with him, we said it was touch and go. I contacted MI6. I gave him the actual name and address of the hospital. I said, you got to do something. What I was told, and I'm not saying I believe it, but what I was told is that uh, he was given a new identity and a big retirement fund and told that he's going to have to just, you know, retire now. Um, 
but and and I people who know him personally say there was no funeral and there's no grave. However, I'm still suspicious. I think they're just trying to pretend that he was given a new identity to prevent retaliation. So uh, I'd say the jury's out on Robert David Steele. What about JFK Jr.? Again, uh, Juan O'Savin says he's alive. Uh, my problem with this is if you're going to do a big reveal, oh my God, JFK Jr. still alive, you know? You would have done it in the 2016 uh, election. Doesn't do it. 2020, that gets stolen for Biden. He's already uh, named Ron DeSantis as his 2024 running mate. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's alive, but I don't have special knowledge on that. But yeah, you're right. It doesn't make sense for him to be hiding at this point if he was alive. So I uh, want to talk about two names, Juan Osevin uh, and David Wilcock. Juan, uh, he seems to be the mouthpiece of these like white hats in the military, these Trump people that tried to put out this, this Q propaganda theme of like, trust the plan. We're going to take out all the people. And uh, David Wilcock had the same exact line. Apparently he, he did this whole presentation. I was just on the phone with the QAnon representative and blah, blah, blah. And in March of 2021, uh, David Wilcock put out this three hour presentation. I watched it from start to finish that the mass arrests are about to happen. The day after, um, he said, hey, everybody, uh, come to my meditation. You know, we got to ascend. Uh, so it's $500, meet me in Los Angeles, and we're gonna ascend. Now, I'm not putting down the guy for making a living, but it's like, pump. can we all pump the brakes? What about that miss? Can we talk about that fucking massive miss that you just did a three hour presentation of your miss? So I, I wonder about Juan putting out the JFK Jr. I wonder about these guys. Are they paid mouthpieces that are given 90% good information and 10% false to, I, to throw you know, I don't. I don't know, but uh, I do know that they have, people have been actively trying for years to feed me disinformation. And sometimes it gets through my filters. And when I find that out, I'd issue a correction. So I don't know if these people are, as you say, they put out, 90% information in order to get people to swallow the 10% disinformation or if they've been uh, fooled and given bad intelligence. I just don't know. Uh, I suspect the latter, but I just don't know. I've seen David with my own eyes. I'm pretty sure he's not a, in 2018, I met him briefly in Los Angeles, but uh, he seems to be losing his mind, but he just had a divorce and he still lives in this fancy house. I don't know. And the house he's living in, it's, uh, is very, very, ornate and so i don't know what's going on there I, I think he's paid that's my opinion but look at look the the mainstream uh person who's out there right now is joe biden who's a corpse probably not even the original his face is all different they chopped him up um and then like the press finds a cue card that he has even if he's the real guy there was a cheat sheet that said um, enter the Roosevelt room and say hello to participants. Sometimes he walks in there, he forgets where he is. Yeah, they, they have similar, I've seen similar things for Prime Minister Abe, you know. He has this thing, of, you know, giant, easy to read writing, pause, drink glass of water, you know, etc. So what's happening is that uh, a lot of the politicians we're seeing now in the West, especially, are, are just actors. Uh, they read a script. And there is a fight behind the scenes when some people, they, they deliberately feed Biden stuff that makes them look like 
uh, a, a total idiot and others who, who, who try to, you know, use them to forward their agenda. But the fact that they still have uh, this so-called Biden appearing on commercial television and mass media as a president is a sign that the bad guys are still out there and they're still very strong and they haven't been overthrown yet. So the, the part I had the worst feeling of, you ask Liz Schuler, president of AFL-CIO, a question. Doesn't matter what the answer is. She's going to throw a softball made of uh, meat and potatoes down the middle. And like, this is controlled journalism. Like, imagine trying to be a journalist in journalism school and reading this cue card going, what's the point? What's the point? I'd be I'd have more integrity uh, as a janitor at the YMCA. You, you know, th this has happened. Uh, the Foreign Correspondents Club of Japan used to have real press conferences where you could ask real questions. And I got to ask questions to people like George Soros directly. Uh, but there has been a campaign now. So what's happening is that, you know, anyone real is not allowed to have a press conference at this point. And uh, in this, in and you saw Biden in Europe, right? He's saying, you know, I, I've got this list. I can only ask uh, these reporters, uh, you know, to and to ask me questions. And then he has the answer already prepared in advance. And so, it, it is a complete degeneration. The freedom of the press is long gone in the corporate media. However, as our conversation shows, the NSA and the and the people in the agencies are allowing the new Gutenberg press of the internet. To fill in the gap and that's why at this point only 26 percent of americans i believe trust the corporate media what you used to call the mainstream media i don't think they're mainstream anymore so there is hope but unfortunately the the corporate media is no longer um even pretending to be anything other than propaganda at this point with the exception of fox uh, rupert murdoch is a genuine uh news uh tycoon who still provides a certain modicum of truth, uh, but that's about it for the corporate media. I mean, I look up to a comedian I respect a lot, Jimmy Dore. He's got more integrity than all of CNN. He smokes pot in his garage and he rips the fucking mainstream news apart. Uh, the Highway Diary podcast, I I'm a just a nightclub comedian. I, I don't have any power, but I did. The Highway Diary exclusively got uh, a little card from Joe Biden's bathroom and it says, enter bathroom, close door, remove pants before sitting on toilet, defecate, wipe. Okay, okay. You're joking there with that. No, this, uh, this is exclusive information. Article 25 of the Constitution reads, whenever the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of the office, he's got to advocate and it's like is there any more evidence he's making poo-poos in his pants what's going on but they just want well, to look strong they want to give continuity of government here's the problem this is a problem the military also need to look at is they've been trained to obey orders and when you have the top one two three people compromised that doesn't work anymore and and people need to realize that they have to get outside of the uh command structure when the command structure is no longer viable. And, and that's very hard for people being trained their entire existence to obey orders. And that's the problem. That's the failure of the U.S. military command at this point. They haven't done what they they're supposed to do. But another thing that 
needs to be pointed out. The reason why the whole Trump thing failed is because this is not something that can be solved by America alone. The rest of the world is involved. You cannot just do it in America. It has to happen worldwide. And that is what the powers that be in the West are resisting tooth and nail because they wanted their one world government, uh, a, a Roman empire to rule all of humanity with a single dictator. And they still don't want to give up this dream or this uh, mad megalomaniac uh, obsession of theirs. Um, for a while, I was looking at your reports. You reported a media blackout of China for like 18 months. You couldn't get any information. And then in your June 20th, 2022 report, you wrote this. In China, the Communist Party uses vast COVID surveillance infrastructure to stifle protests by turning people's health QR codes red if they're a bad slave. Red for bad, bad. Green for good, good. So that's how like compromise the cops are. It's like red, bad, green, yeah. good. And you were saying that there's a light side to the whole uh, social credit score in China. If someone's pooping in a taxi cab, whatever. This is this is the dystopic future that I was worried about. Guilt, like by an AI Aladdin robot. Yeah, the, the um, you know, I I have a video clip of George Soros boasting that they took over China in 1987, but there is something clearly wrong with this whole. Uh, social scoring and monitoring system that China has set up. And that's not the spirit of Chinese culture, which is uh, voluntary cooperation and, and a family-centered society. You know, so, you know, something's going to give there. It's not going to continue like that way. I, I, I'm sure of that. But yeah, China is, uh, communist China has some serious problems with this control grid. And I understand there's very high level infighting uh, to do something about that. But I think that China will pull through and it's still, despite all this Orwellian stuff, if you're American, you're 20 times more likely to end up in jail than if you're Chinese. So, you know, uh, it, it's still a lot more liberal in many ways than America is, even though people have trouble wrapping their heads around that. I suggest they go to China and see for themselves. You remind me, I got to go to court on Monday, uh, a week's time. I'm not joking. Anyway, let me share my screen again. Um, this is uh, Tedros and uh, from the announcing the next uh, part of the, can you see what I'm seeing here? This mm. is the uh, monkey pox. And concerning. It's for that reason that I have decided to convene the emergency committee under the international health regulations next week to assess whether this outbreak represents a public health emergency of international concern. Monkeypox. So tell me if I'm wrong, but you know, we I thought it was a bat. COVID-19 was a bat, then we had mad cow disease, AIDS was a monkey. Back in the, so now it's the Chinese calendar is just sifted back to monkey again. Now we're in monkeypox. Now uh, people say that like uh, you know these global satanic elite have entities come into them and use them as a vessel. I think evidence of that is it's monkeypox season again. They just run the same well, things on us. You know, there it's not. It's actually the year of the tiger. But and right. uh, but anyway, 
the thing is, they had this movie called Twelve Monkeys, right? A Hollywood movie, I think, and, and I think it starred Brad Pitt about some pandemic outbreak caused by monkeys escaping from a truck. And then they actually had news reports from the exact place where they filmed the movie saying monkeys escaped from a truck. And now they're saying monkeypox. And guess what? A World Economic Forum linked company uh, has a vaccine for monkeypox. So, you know, the, when you have the WHO privatized and owned by a corporation seeking profit, they use it to spread fear so they can sell vaccines. It, it is a fatally corrupted system at this point, and it needs to be completely root and branch uh, removed and replaced. It's just so dysfunctional. It's just when people who only think about personal profit are in control of the planet, it creates a kind of a black hole sucking the life force out of everything else. Uh, and then these people have more money they could they can spend in a million lifetimes. And, and uh, it's just dysfunctional. The whole thing is no longer people-centered. It's no longer life-centered. It's just uh, money-centered. And the money has lost its connection to the life force. And that's the real problem at the very base. And in this uh, same news uh, program, before the pundits were saying that there were 72 deaths from monkeypox. Now, I had a friend in the Masons says that uh, in the York Rite, there's a Templar building uh, that has that worships the 72 spirits of the Akashic Records. And on the ceiling, there's 72 chandeliers representing each of the 72 ghosts of the Akashic Records. So they, they fill his teleprompter with 72 deaths anyway, monkeypox. It's just like... Yeah, or, or, you know, the stock market is down 666 points or, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a sign to insiders that this is all rigged. Uh, the problem is the rest of the world is, is sick and tired of a society that's run by actors and people, you know, writing these scripts and then staging events to manipulate opinion. It, it's a it's a very dysfunctional system uh, and it's got to go. You know, there's no, you know, we need to restore real democracy, real rule of law and meritocracy. You know, in other words, the best people, no matter how lowly their birth can rise to the top, you know, um, and, and, and work for the greater good. That's the system we need. And right now it's people born into these families with these giant foundations uh, who have godlike powers, uh, but, you know, very sm small minds. Yeah, they're wondering what fork they should use. The CDC, luckily during monkeypox season offered some very helpful alternatives for having safe sex during monkeypox. Um, heterosexuals, LGBTQ, anyone can still have sex. Um, then the, the first one, number one, most important is to have virtual sex with no in-person contact is the best. So don't touch each other, don't love each other. Masturbate together at a distance of six feet without touching each other. So no rashes or sores. Uh, consider having sex with your clothes on or covering areas where the rash or sores are present, reducing as much skin-to-skin -skin contact as possible. I want a little side note here. Yeah. Skin-to-skin -skin on a baby is essential for it to survive. That's how important skin-to-skin -skin is for humans. Yeah. Um, they had that famous medieval experiment where they had these babies and they were supposed to just be fed, but no one should talk to them just to find out what the language of the angels was. 
and they all died. Um, but in, in any case, we have to overthrow these people. There's no other choice. Uh, otherwise, but right, right now, we're going to watch a systems collapse. The United States is already in a state of collapse. Uh, you have, was it? 52% of emergent, like high level of 911 emergency calls in Chicago had no police to respond to them. So someone's being shot or life's in danger or whatever. There's a robbery in progress. There's no police available. That's how dysfunctional society is. Um, and all, the, the other thing is that fundamentally, Western civilization is now anti-life. Every country that runs the system that used by the West with privately owned central banks has negative population growth. In other words, they're losing population. They're, they promote any kind of sex that doesn't produce babies, that doesn't actually lead to a new generation. Everything is that, that does that, they're trying to ban. And they, the result is huge drops in population. And the Chinese, they adopted the system, and now suddenly they've got no babies. Um, so there's something fundamentally anti-life about the system in the West as it exists now. It's not allowing for the creation of families and children and the next generation. And um, just a little window in the life of Pedros or the people that work for him. Uh, remember to wash your hands in fetish gear and sex toys. Uh, okay, anyway, sorry. That was just more recommendations from the CDC. I just, that was a public health uh, but yeah, it's like we've already been locked inside our houses for two years waiting for the uh, COVID agenda. You got to learn how to chat up girls. You got to learn how to, you know, it's like it's a, it's a process. And if there's a gap in if like there's not if there's a huge drop, you know, six year olds need five year olds need seven year olds to kind of learn from first grade, second grade, third grade. The teachers need to learn how to teach these classes. There's a system. And I don't know. It's uh a note on the six feet thing. I thought this was really interesting. I got this from Kathy O'Brien uh, of the higher side chats. I just met Greg Carwood, great guy. Uh, Clash Rob Jr. did actually. Um, but you're buried six feet under. You stand six feet apart. This is just six, six, six signaling. They're signaling to each other. Uh, speaking of death and destruction, you uh, said earlier that Dick Cheney is a nice guy. He, said he was sending you friendly emails, you know. Uh, this guy, I don't like Dick Cheney. He almost killed my dad, as I mentioned, on 9-11. Uh, so he can send you some nice emails. Okay, but um, I want to show this that he, evidence that he's the mastermind of 9-11. And that is this right here. This guy. I was made aware of it uh, during the time that the airplane coming in to the Pentagon. Uh, there was a young man who would come in and say to the vice president, the plane is 50 miles out. The plane is 30 miles out. And when I got down to the plane is 10 miles out, um, the young man also said to the vice president, does the order still stand? And uh, the vice president turned and hooked his neck around and said, of course the order still stand. Have you heard anything to the contrary? So he's like, of course I still stand. Like, this is the point right. of the day. We're doing let, that. Let me, let me tell you what I, okay. Look, all I know is that I got a lot of valuable intelligence from this man. And he seemed like the person I knew of as Eddie was a genuine patriot who was worried about the United States. I didn't agree with everything the guy said, but 
it was a valuable source of information for me. But this is what I heard from the Illuminati, the actual Gnostic Illuminati. And this was um, Bobby Fischer, the former chess champion, who was apparently a member of the Illuminati, said uh, to a guy called Sasha Zarek, who's also went by the name of, anyway, he's an Illuminati grandmaster. Was, um, he said that the whole idea of 911 was meant to wake people up. In other words, they wanted to do something so outrageous that people would wake up to the secret controllers. So it was a trap uh, to get the, the Kazarian Mafia masterminds exposed to the public. That's what they told me. Okay, I'm not, I, you know, and it did, for example, wake me up. I mean, uh, when I realized that it was the government, you know, blowing up a building in order to justify uh, stealing oil and, in, and install a Nazi constitution, uh, that woke me up and got me on the war path. And it did to a lot of people. So it did have that function. I'm not in any way justifying what they did, but I'm just telling you, that's what the actual Illuminati told me. They did it as a trap to get the bloodline families exposed and overthrow them. And it may be working because a lot of people have woken up thanks to that. That was certainly uh, my entry into the rabbit hole. Yes, but nobody confessed and nobody, and these, these, like I say, these oligarchs, they stay in to, so that, and because they've stayed in, they've had the opportunity at the wheel of the ship to do more and more like, and I, I hear Juan Osevin say, oh, we had to put Joe Biden in to show the people how bad these people are, to show the people how bad these people are. But they were doing the COVID scam during Trump's administration. So I just like, when is the, when is the generals or the military going to do anything? Everyone's waiting for them to do yeah. anything. And nobody well, does I, shit. Yeah, I have, I have told the intelligence. I've told the Russians and MI6 and the Pentagon people that the head of the beast is around Lake Geneva in Switzerland, okay? There are, I, you know, years of fought, going to Italy to meet the P3 Freemasons, the P2 Freemasons, they told me they take their orders from Italy. Uh, interviewing Al-Qaeda mercenaries, they say they get paid in Swiss France from, from Switzerland. And not, I, when I said Italy, they meant they orders from Switzerland. And there are 200 organizations around Lake Geneva that issue passports that give people diplomatic immunity. So for example, uh, before the Tokyo Olympics, an accountant, a Japanese accountant, was a whistleblower saying, hey, all this Olympic money is going to bribes. He was thrown in front of a train and killed, and the Japanese police could not do anything about it because the people thrown in front of the train had Olympic passports that gave them diplomatic immunity. So until you go after the people around Lake Geneva, until you go after the people in Tel Aviv uh, and in New York, you're not going to end this. Okay, that's where you got to end. You got to go for the head of the beach. You got to go for the eye of the pyramid. And, and don't forget the Vatican. Those and, are the people know, who need to be taken out. And, and I've told them, I've, I've pointed out exactly who. And hopefully it's going to happen this time. You know, I don't know. I, I get frustrated at pundits that get a lot of steam. Like, you know, Juan goes to January 6th. He's like, hey, they stole the election. But you're swatted down by the controlled media and you look a fool and all this stuff. And uh, I don't know. I want people to confess. I want people inside the, the system to confess instead of always covering their own ass. Well, What's you know, so worth? the fact is that all this information is out there on the internet. For example, I published the entire uh, Jeffrey Epstein black book, all the names, I put them out. 
uh, you know, those were given to me by Dick Cheney. And, uh, you know, I, I did point out who killed President Kennedy, you know, who ordered the assassination of President Kennedy. You know, it's David Ben-Gurion, the prime minister of Israel. All this information is out there. So there are people in the agencies putting this stuff out. Um, and it's up to the people to, you know, grab the information and, and uh, make copies, because a lot of this is being deleted from the Internet as we speak. Uh, but there are people putting the truth out there, and it is out there. And it's just uh, people need to do something about it. Now, I'll explain also why they haven't arrested the perpetrators of the uh, Epstein thing, all the visitors to Epstein Island. Basically, these people have very expensive, high-powered lawyers who say, hey, look, that guy um, just put his my name in his black book. That doesn't make me guilty, uh, you know, and... I can actually relate to that because I've had people, I, I do, I write books in Japan. I have people uh, come to me and ask for my name card and then say, can I take a, a picture with you? And then they go around and say, hey, I'm, I'm these good friends with Benjamin Fulford and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I don't even know these people. So there is a, a fact that Epstein may have put a lot of people in his little black book that had nothing to do with anything. But nonetheless, it's still very disturbing that these uh, people who tortured and murdered children in industrial quantities are still out there and not haven't been taken down. Although I hear they are being actively hunted and uh, taken out. And that's part of what this whole thing in Ukraine is about. It's taking out these child trafficking networks, uh, these money laundering networks, these uh, junk mail factories. Uh, all that is in, being taken out in the Ukraine thanks to the Russians. That's a part of the story that people don't get. Well, even uh, speaking to that, uh, Allison Mack of Nexium, who is tra trafficking children for Mr. Rainier uh, with the Dalai Lama, um, she was trying to groom Emma Watson from uh, and Natalie Portman to be in this sting. So she, they, those names could have been in the black books. But uh, again, to to that point, but um, uh, Dick Cheney killed Tim Russert, uh, and uh, nobody talks about that anyway. Um, like, I just want people to confess. Like, like, well, I think, you know, Sorry. I think we need a Nuremberg tri tribunal at this point. Uh, you know, that's got to happen. It's got to be public. We got to put the fear of God into these people. So such a thing never, ever happens again. And I think I'd like to conclude with that. We're just going to get these bastards and we're going to bring them to justice. I promise it. All right. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks, man. All right, buddy. I got more questions next time. I got more stuff for you next time. All right. That's been full for you. I, I always try to keep them long, you, you know, I, I get into territory he doesn't want to talk about. Um, here's what I want to say. Uh, Leo Zagami, listen, um, I had a look, look how much I do. This, this, this is prep for my podcast, Leo Zagami. You took it. You took my prep. You put it on your own YouTube. Until you confess, I think you're a cokehead baby eater. Okay, prove me wrong. You ate a baby for Satan. You told Kerry Cassidy that. And my friend James Wright caught you in the green room of CBS radio in LA doing coke. You're right about coke in your books. So you're a dumb cokehead baby eater and you stole my fucking podcast prep. Confess or next time I see you in the streets, we're going to have some issues. Uh, this has been Highway Diary episode uh, three, four, nine with Ben Fulford. What a great dude. See you next time, everybody. Bye-bye.